Hello, and welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe DeVerge. And I'm Chris Atfield. We're back after probably one of the longer hiatuses we've took in a little while ago. Yeah, yeah, we did. We weren't able to get one in uh, last week before kind of this run of games and after the losses, which it was funny. We were going <laughs> to we were going to record after the Clemson game and I lost power midway through the second half. <laughs> and then we just couldn't. You were busy the rest of the week and the weekend came and we're like, oh, hell, yep. let's just let's just record after <laughs> after Big Monday, man. It's uh, it was a big Monday for the cards. You know, kind of a mixed bag with the men women winning and the women uh, just now losing. We just we just came on. They just lost to number four NC State, unfortunately, ending their undefeated season so far. But Chris, you always like to spring upon me questions. And I've got a question for you, buddy. I've got one yeah. for you. I think this is the first time ever. Um, Maybe so. I'm going to hit you with this question and it's sort of a prompt. <laughs> Um, maybe I'll send you this tweet as I'm like showing you this question. Um, okay. So this question comes because I saw a tweet uh, about David James, who uh, is the ca- uh, Metro Council leader who is um, running for mayor. And he had some private event for developers the other night. And he said something to the, he was, you know, complaining about the fact that, you know, quote, do we need so many bike lanes? Yeah. Yeah. I saw this about two days ago uh, on Facebook, actually. <laughs> so, uh, you know, David James is, he's supported bike lanes. He supported an initiative called complete streets Louisville, um, which is, you know, uh, about improving streets for, for, you know, pedestrians, bikers and buses and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the question I want to ask you, because this is far from the first time, as I imagine you or someone who's listening to this podcast has heard a person prominent or not complain about bike lanes in the city of Louisville. I think it's but, an interesting phenomenon. But phenomenon. it's not. Do you would you agree that it's a Louisville phenomenon? I want to credit our, our, our a, a good guy on Twitter at Luxury Jeff, who's currently spring chain Jeff. Shout out to Jeff, uh, who who t- had this great tweet. I would absolutely read a deep dive into the derision towards bike infrastructure in this town. I believe it is unique. People in Louisville, for some reason, think bike lanes cost $1 billion. And he's absolutely um, right. I have seen so many tweets over the year when Mayor Fisher was, was running for re-election, people acting like bike lanes were that they just cost, they're costing the city tens and hundreds of millions of dollars. Why do you think this is such an issue in the city of Louisville? And I mean, do you think it's unique to the city? I would say something. I would say that this is something that makes Louisville decisively the South. <laughs> like, okay. I, 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 like that I, I don't think this, yeah, I don't think this is a Midwestern thing. I think that people, Southern people are, um, kind of predisposed to having negative opinions about green alternatives to things and not necessarily because they, they don't think they'll work, but just because they're new and different. Um, so I, I do think that driving a bike, um, and I can say this because I'm from the South for people in the South, it's a different, unique thing still in 2020. Um, so I don't think it's new, unique to Louisville. I think it's very, um, definitely more prominent in mobile. Um, but I, I think it's a Southern thing, man. I, I think you would see this type of, you wouldn't see this type of backlash in like Atlanta, Georgia. Um, but I, I think you may see it in like Athens, Georgia. 
Um, you may see it. I don't know if you see it in New Orleans or the deep south like that, but I think you would see yeah, it in a Orleans lot of different. Is, New Orleans is a very bike friendly town. Right, right. So Definitely. I think. I don't know. Like, I think you have to trace back to when this started happening. Like this was probably a, you know, late Abertson thing, like early Greg Fisher thing. I know Greg Fisher probably gets a lot of like the, the credit for the bike lane, like Renaissance, but it was something that was happening in Louisville before he, he, he got into office. Right. So I don't no, It's, it's really interesting. It's, it's something that you could probably dab down to and, you know, do a, do a thesis on I, I do think it's an interesting topic no I I, I would love to read I, I you know I would love to read about this I don't know I mean I, I, I see lived. the first the first comment on the um the tweet you sent me is that it's it's became political politicized and I don't know if that's the case do you do you think it's it's like a political issue like, well, like I people think have done I, that I, with it? I think people who oppose Mayor Fisher use that as a like it, it, it's an easy straw man to build it's like oh all he cares about is bike lanes because it's something i think that everyone deals with that everyone mm-hmm. sees and i i do think i i think you know and i'm i'm no expert i'm not an urbanist expert or like a public you know city plan or anything like that but i, I think you would agree chris and I, I feel like most people would agree that louisville uh is definitely a city that is four cars more than even most kind of cities its size well it's built around how yeah yeah it's built around how it's you, t- you think about the fact that there's you know i-64 basically cuts off you know it's like a terrible thing for the city whatever whatever and, you know, the downtown is impossible to get to if you're not, you know, driving cars. And that's part of the reason why I think like Uber, like the city is so perfect for Uber and, and, and Lyft is because it's easy to get places for 10 minutes in cars. And when you're dealing with when, when people are so, you know, so used to getting places in a hurry, um, that's definitely, you know, that's that's an issue. I don't I, you know, for for some folks and I, I don't agree with them. And I I wish, you know. I, I've literally, I literally said the other day, it's like a protected bike lane along, like along Broadway, all the way up through Bardstown Road. It's like such a freaking layup for this city. Like it just would like mm-hmm. absolutely like change the city for the better in such a great way. But it will never happen because there would be so much like just random people be like, oh, you're taking away the lanes. Right. Yeah. I mean, this kind of falls <laughs> back to the, the NIMBY thing that we've we've talked about before. And whether you want to talk about like modernizing the TARC system or right. or anything along the, those lines. I do remember like who was the, the candidate that the Republican candidate that ran against Greg Fisher? Um, was it Angela Lett? Lee, that, that was Angela Lee. Lee, 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 Lee. I don't remember how it was spelled. That was saying it like that. Um, I do remember she made some type of comments about bike lanes, and I think it was after. Um, I've I've the seen Amazon I've like, stuff. I've there was, legit, there was something about yeah. like it didn't make Louisville attractive, and I, I I don't even know where she's going with that, but I remember that being a thing. I remember during that election, I legit saw so many people just like write on Facebook comments and Facebook posts about the election, like mayor bike lane, like let's dump mayor bike lane. Mm -hmm. And, and I legitimately, I did, I remember someone did the research and it was like bike lanes didn't like, did not even reach like 0.1 of a percent for the city. Like ever. It's like they spent like, I think they had spent the previous year, like $700,000 of like a, you know, of like a $35 million budget on bike lanes. 
Uh, okay, I found the quote at, that I was talking about. It's we have more money in there for bike lanes than we do for Dare to Care. <laughs> this is a weird thing to pick. Well, like you know, I, I can guarantee you, if people are running against Greg Fisher, which they won't be, because obviously this is the last sermon. If they were running against Greg Fisher this time, they wouldn't be speaking about bike lanes. Um, a question for you. Any surprise that, that David James uh, threw his name to the hat? No surprise. I'm not surprised right? that he that he threw his name to the hat. I am surprised he went this route, though. Legitimately. What do you mean? Like, I just figure I figure supporting like bike lanes is such like a like a like that's such a given for Democrats in this city that that's that's legitimately it legitimately floored me that he said it. That's yeah. such a self own. That's, so this was this was like a new quote. I thought this was an older quote. Oh, is it an older quote? I, when I saw it, I, I thought that. But I have it no said basis the 29th. To, to think that. It said the 29th. Okay, no, which, no, I'm reading the tw- tweet, so it looks like it it um it was. So I mean, I yeah, that that is a weird thing for him to be saying. And, um, yeah, yeah, he I, said I, it. Uh, he said it on Wednesday, January the 27th, at an economic meeting supported by a bunch of people, where uh, he spoke with Rand Paul. You know what a power team. Rand Paul, David James. Uh, we'll talk. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about about David James, and and we had like talked about. Oh, should no. we talk? Should we talk about this? We're election? already digging into it now. Just we're a row with every game. <laughs> damn it! I'm very interested to see who else comes out. Um, I mean this this campaign this this election season for the Louisville mayor is going to be just bananas, man. It's going to be really really wild. I I'm still I don't you know if you if you're a person who's listening to this and you've got inside scoops on it you know hit the DMs because I'm trying Please. to I'm trying to figure out who else who else is running. Um, I have a few people like three or four I feel like definitely are going to run. Um, so yeah, I'm there gonna, won't be a lot of podcasts that talk about it. There will be a few, but I'm I'm glad that we will be one of the few that talk about it because it's going to be highly entertaining. It will be interesting. This is yeah, this is your official Louisville sports Louisville mayoral <laughs> election 2022 uh, update. Uh, super. Super excited for that. But let's let's get to the basketball uh, and a little bit of football uh, right after the break. Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. Greatness started in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe DeVerge. Louisville is the greatest. And we're back, Chris. As I mentioned, we're recording this on Monday night after Louisville played two basketball games. One, uh, which we're going to talk about first this afternoon, the Louisville men's basketball team played Georgia Tech and was able to topple them, uh, you know, topple Josh Passner and company 74 and 58 uh, in, in quite an interesting, I think just like a weird game where Louisville was like two of 17 uh, in layups, but still manages to win by, um, you know, uh, by 16 points, uh, which is, which is quite funny. Um I think, you know, one stat you kept, you kept putting around Chris, which I don't have right next to me, but I think as you said before this game, Chris, Chris Mack was six and one uh, at Louisville with having four days or more to, uh, um, to, to spare, to prepare for the game. And I think now it's seven to one. Um, yeah, yeah. In conference games only in conference yeah. games. I'm sorry. In conference games before for uh, four days to spare. And that's, you know, 
he definitely had the team ready to go. They came out playing the way they needed to, especially on the defensive end. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think really, and they played with the pace that I know you, that I know we've also talked about as well. What were your, uh, what were your reactions to the win and, and sort of how Louisville uh, equipped themselves against a, a Georgia tech team that I, you know, is, is definitely better than what we normally kind of um, like to make fun of them for. I mean, they, they, played Florida state really hard, really well beat them. Um, what, and, and have beaten North Carolina as well. What's your, what's your thought process on, on, on this team right now? Well, first off, I've thought this about Georgia tech for a little while, but I think it's an atrocity that, you know, they have Jose Alvarado and they're going to pretty much graduate with him DeVoe and Moses, Wright. And they've never been to an NCAA tournament. I think if the coaches <laughs> were reversed, they'd probably have a more similar record to Louisville does right now. So I think they have a lot of talent. Um, I just don't think they're very well coached to be honest with you. Um, as far as the game, there was a lot of, there was a lot of negative or not negative energy, but nervous energy yes, from yeah, Louisville fans today definitely. that I really sensed. Um, this because, was man, a game, this it, is, it felt like a must win. <laughs> not just yeah, this is, this is a pivotal week. And I, I, I tweeted it out before, um, you know, they, they go all in three this week and you're talking team that's squarely in the bubble there's no oh, yeah. question oh yeah um so winning this game in the fashion that they did to come out in the second half and really just put their foot on the gas and never really look back was extremely encouraging i'm just man I, I i told you before the podcast i'm struggling to have a strong opinion on this team because i am just confused i mean the offense today i thought it was there was more variety um it helps when obviously sam williamson is just pouring buckets in and buckets in and we'll get to him obviously um but you know it wasn't strictly ran through the guards i didn't feel like carly had a great game but he was more of a distributor um david johnson was on ball a lot earlier you saw you know contributions from a lot of different guys and Jalen withers was really pretty much a no-show for the first half but came back in the second half didn't really do a lot in the stat line but i think he played with a lot more energy so that was nice to see um uh, you know, just seeing diversity in the offense and guys not looking around for for the guards to make play was encouraging. The very first possession of the game, I tweeted it. They were very well spread out. Definitely. You know, got a drive from Dre Davis and a kick. Um, and, you know, you just just trying to find more ways to make them multiple in offense because I think the defense is pretty much where it's going to be. Um, and that's saying something considering that Malik Williams is still kind of sitting there and you, you don't know what that situation looks like. That definitely makes sense. Um, yeah, my 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 initial thought process, kind of kind of watching the game, I I don't know. There's so not that Josh Passner is is John is is like a, a veered like a revered coach. I just feel like there's just some weird, the weirdness that we've given him, the fact that he looks like Matt <laughs> Jones, the fact that he's been like involved with like, you know, we played him at Memphis, just the weirdness that he has and, and kind of his relationship with this fan base that we just dunk on him and joke about him and his quotes and, and the different things. I, I would, I was not, Go he's ahead. had to read that stuff before. Like he's had no to read question. Mike Mike Rutherford's office quotes. Like I know he's seen that article before. Dude. Well, I think Mike, you know, shout out to Mike. You know, he's he's an important enough college basketball person. I think he's definitely got that. But he, you know, I, I know Titus and Tate, you know, dunk on him a lot. You know, he's just got this weird sort of relationship to the college basketball like zeitgeist. And 
if you had told me in the beginning of the day, Louisville's going to lose this basketball game, I just, I wouldn't have blinked twice. It's just like, of course, we'll lose to Passner and then probably beat Syracuse and Virginia. Like, that's just the kind of shit that happens with Passner. Um, so I was really pleasantly surprised by how well Louisville acquitted themselves, especially on defense. Uh, you know, it, Alvarado only having seven points against this team, I, I feel like is, is the main stat line for me. Um, you know, DeVoe had a really good game. Moses Wright w- was pretty fantastic at, at, at different periods. Um, but, you know, it, David Johnson, as you mentioned, you know, he just was fantastic. I mean, six of 11 from three, um, 24 points. You know, you joked, it's like, people at one point told me that David Johnson wasn't gone, you know, like, you know, no, dude, I had, I had people in my DMS, like uh, not necessarily getting there, but essentially calling me an idiot for saying that, you know, I thought he was gone no matter what after this season, because, you know, he's developed the three pointer and that's really all he's kind of missing in his game. Like yeah. the turnovers are one thing, but the NBA doesn't really care about that to be quite honest. With no, you. So the like, NBA does not care about turnovers. And that's something that that's something he will get with reps, you know, ball handling skills are, are things that you learn and, 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 and can be valued. The fact that the kid is shooting almost 43% from three this season and he's six, five and a saw and like, a sophomore like my guy is like oh like at this point it would take a really herculean terrible effort from him from the rest of the season for him not to be at least top 20 if not a guaranteed lottery pick yeah i mean he's he's closer to the lottery than he is staying at Louisville for another year let's be clear no question no no question at all it's um he he was fantastic. Uh, of course, we have to talk the the Big Sam Express. Uh, it's back, Chris. <laughs> Let me luxuriate in this real quick. Um, you should Samuel Williamson for the haters. Twenty points, eighteen rebounds. Um, it was one of one from from three. He was eight of thirteen from the field. Got to the line. Uh, would love for him to tighten up. He was at three and he, three and six. Uh, only turned the ball over one time in thirty one minutes. Uh, what a what an effort from Sam. The effort we've all been waiting for. Uh, you know, it's funny you were mentioning at that very first play that Louisville had Dre Davis. That was probably like Dre Davis's best play of the game. Was like the very first mm-hmm. possession, and then he like he made a lot of like really small mistakes and you know we talk a lot about how Dre Davis has kind of been you know he's almost kind of been like the weird glue guy like if he had when he has good games Louisville does and sort of he didn't have a great game and Samuel Williamson was able to really take up that you know at one point it looked like Samuel Williamson probably he probably should have had a 2020 game which is just absurd and something and you know there was all those stats you know you shared it and, and and I know um uh, I know I'm like losing his name right now. The at Kelly Car- Dickey. Kelly Dickey. I, I wanted to say like Matthew something. Uh, <laughs> you know, was you shared like he you know Samuel Williamson like the eleventh only the eleventh person to average or to get that in a game. Like man, like that's uh, coming off the bench in 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 you know in uh, in in college basketball. And I think the only one in Power Five play is what what was said and what was uh, right. you know revealed. I this is just. You know, this is one game. Uh, Sam, Sam has, but Sam has played really well the last few games. But this really does take this Louisville team to another level if he can do that. I mean, Carly Jones didn't really play that well today, and they were it, Louisville was just hands away the best team um, of, of the day. And um, 
I, I just would love to figure out what it was about this matchup that allowed him to play so well. I think it's, the, I think it's the way on, they play on, defense. I think it's the way I think it's the, they came out in that one, three, one zone. And I knew the second they came out in that zone, I was like, this is get Sam in there. This is, I literally texted the mate, you know, kind of, uh, I mentioned, you know, my buddy. So I always text every, every basketball game it, uh, two minutes. in, I said, get Sam in there. This is the ideal game for him. This kind of mid game zone. And Quinn had sort of, messed up a few times at the beginning. Um, I think when, when uh, Georgia tech took that seven Oh run pretty early, um, a 10 run they went on. And, and that's like when Sammy Williamson came into the game, I believe, I think just five minutes into the game. And it was instantly clear that Sam was just going to thrive in sort of this offense or, or thrive against this defense. Something I'm looking forward to hopefully him doing the next, you know, the next game against Syracuse, which we'll talk about. Um, it, it just that the the, uh, the ability to 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 be able to get that space in the mid range and you know he that's his game that's his shot and the fact that he wasn't really having to kind of fade away so many times he takes that shot and he's fading away or he's off balance and he just had the time and the and it was there and once he knocked down a few it was it you know he had all the confidence yeah. he was moving it was the Samuel Williamson we saw in the in the burger you know the burger game. He just, he, it looked, it came easy to him. It was so obvious. Um, one thing he's done sort of when he's forced things is he's taken a lot of threes, which, you know, he's got a beautiful stroke, but he's just not really a, a volume three-point shooter. He only had to take one and he made it this game. Um, and I, I'm not sure today at one point, Sam's been guilty of it a lot. I mean, the entire team has been guilty of it, but Sam, I've noticed a lot more. There wasn't the um, missed shot or turnover. So I'm going to make a foul on the other. Exactly. Like I'm not going to compound the mistake. He didn't do that once a day, which is like a big, you know, step for him, honestly. No, definitely. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't record a single foul the whole game. I thought he played pretty well on D Uh, a few times. He left open, open shooters, but you know, I'm okay with, with what happened given what, you know, what they did. Um, it's, it's just, it's what you want to see from him. And I was, I was really, really frustrated with how many, how many people compared him to VJ King compared him to Wayne Blackshear and there's still time to go, but it's just, it's, that's never felt fair to me. And, and I, let, let, let me, let me say about the Wayne Blackshear comparison though. That's not the worst thing. In the world. <laughs> like Wayne gets so much unfairness, but he left and that Michigan State game in the lead eight, dropping thirty or or whatever he did, yeah, he had an yeah. amazing performance, and to me, left a you know profound effect. Wayne will always have a special place in my heart. No, definitely. Um, so if you're going to compare him to Wayne Blackshear, is like a bad thing. I'm not going <laughs> to take it that way. That's the Jay King thing, maybe a different story. Yeah, no, um, but like but, let's you know the last few games. I mean, you know, Sam, he you know twenty, you know. 20 points, 18 rebounds against Georgia Tech. He had 10 rebounds and seven points uh, against Clemson. You know, he, he made every every two point he took in that game. Um, you know, only had six points, but only took five shots, made three of them, and had seven rebounds. He's been a rebounding machine. He's actually the third, the number three defensive rebounder in the conference. Which is nuts. <laughs> he is working, and 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 I really do want to credit you know in eleventh and offensive rebounding, I should say, which also is nuts for a guy who plays the three mostly. Um, and he draws he draws a ton of fouls. I didn't realize that. Um, He's really only disappeared once this season. 
Um, and that was against, I think, Miami. Um, yeah, I, he I only had four. Game, well, uh, Virginia Tech, done. Virginia Tech, he had one point, but he only played okay. 14 minutes. Um, so maybe it was two games, though. But yeah, 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 I yeah. think, but, like, but, he, the, the interesting thing that I want to make sure we mention is that this whole, like, bench him thing is, is something that Mac tried with Jordan Wara last year. Um, and it didn't work well at all. I'm pretty sure he bit Jordan Moore and they lost. Maybe that was to Texas Tech. I could be just making that up, but it was somebody <laughs> after. Um, but it's worked the second go around. Like this is this is exactly how you wanted this. And I think Max said that after today. He's like, I knew he wasn't going to be a guy that kind of ran and hide. And I almost took that as like a little shot at some of the, <laughs> the past players that have been here. Um, because uh, I, I think too. some of those guys did do that, to be honest with you. Um, no, and so I, you know, and there's a lot of year left, as I mentioned. I don't want to. I don't want to like. I'm. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm popping the champagne a little bit. I'm. I'm enjoying a nice glass of the champagne. I'm not spreading it. Spraying. <laughs> everywhere chris but i i just the the this kid you know i he takes louisville to another level if, if he's great and um mm-hmm. you know i i think you know i i credit mac for being patient with him and i i just you know i, I wish the fans were as patient with him as mac was because because obviously you know obviously he's a kid who get his own head you know we've seen the stats if he misses a shot he's more likely to miss the next one um if he makes a shot he's more likely to make another one and i think sort of this run of, of this game in syracuse and you know hopefully you know hopefully even virginia that he's able to kind of comfort himself on on offense but i've been excited for the fact that he's got himself going via rebounding which is what a Chris Mack thing, you know, just like, you know, that's how he's going to, he's going to start rolling the ball down the hill is by just becoming an elite rebounder in this conference. And it's exciting for me, for sure. I will say, uh, you know, two more things on this. Um, First Syracuse is a huge game for him. Um, Because he, yeah, in my mind, he is going to be, they're either going to use him or David Johnson in in the middle of the zone. Uh, I think, you know, given, given this performance, they're obviously going to go to Sam early and see what they have there. Right. Um, And if he can deliver in that moment, whether you're obviously not expecting another 20 and 17 performance, but if you can get like 15 and like eight or, or, or something along those lines, then the confidence just, skyrockets definitely um, and uh, you know th- this team the things change and then I also you want to say because I, I think it needs to be said that you know you 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 hit it you hit it on it but Chris Mack does deserve credit for managing a situation like this and then seeing the fruits of his labors because these are these are delicate situations with the with the McDonald's All-American who isn't really performing very well in a second season um, and being able to walk that tightrope of saying you know if you're not going to hustle, you're going to get benched, but also being able to motivate that player is difficult to do. Um, John Calipari has had his issues doing those things too. So for him to be able to do it, you know, that, that says some really good things for Chris Mack in the future. I, I, I think I, well, obviously we have, you know, like you said, we're not popping the champagne so early, but you know, if he can get out of Sam, um, you know, close, remotely close to the expectations that were set for him before he came to this program. That's huge for Chris Mack on the recruiting trail, because that's a guy you can point to and say, look where he was when he came in and look what happened at the end of his sophomore year. Um, that's, that's huge. And especially when you think about the fact, and he's mentioned it, you know, it, it, 
you know, Samuel Williamson wasn't really playing minutes last year. You didn't get these reps. So if you, you know, obviously he played some and he had it, you know, I think he had one or two decent performances, but if you consider, if you treat this more like his fresh, like it's his actual freshman year than his sophomore year, then it just makes a lot more sense to me. I, I don't know. And that's, that's how I've wanted to treat the year. And that's, that's what's frustrated me about sort of the VJ King talk is like, they're acting like the kid, the kid started 20 games last season. And he didn't. And I don't know. It was frustrating. But you mentioned Mac and I wanted to to talk about, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about big Gabe Winitzer, uh, <laughs> who, who kind of also had a fantastic game. You know, he only had four points, um, but he had six rebounds. And, and uh, you know, I, I thought his hit. You know what his impact on the game um, wasn't as much on the stat sheet, and I just wanted to specifically mention the fact. You know, you talked about the you talked about Jalen Withers uh, kind of struggling in that first half. Um, Mason Wright was pretty dominant, especially on the offensive boards in that first half. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he had 11 rebounds in the first half alone, Chris. And then the second half, he only has five. And I think a Huge. lot of that has to do with the fact that that Gabe Winitzer played and, and freaking hustled his ass off against yeah, a, I, a, a NBA caliber opponent. And, you know, people have been the only person who's gotten, you know, as much hate as, as Samuel Williamson has been Chris Mack. And I, and I think we got to call it out when we see it, that another fantastic in-game, you know, kind of adjustment um, by bringing in Gabe Winitzer to this game instead of really JJ trainer didn't, didn't get a ton of run either. Yeah, JJ kind of got bullied. Uh, yeah, definitely. A big, a big lumbering body to go in there and be awkward as hell. Um, <laughs> and, and Georgia Tech's just like, what the what the fuck's going on right now? Is great. Like, I, I, Gabe's obviously still learning. He learned throughout the game. He had that one where it was like a casual layup, and he got, you know, he got a shit pitch pretty hard. The next possession down, he he went up a lot stronger and converted. And you know, that's that's learning during the game, which is cool because. You, you know, it's only going to happen when you're on the court. Um, Definitely. I think what's starting to hurt Jalen Weathers a little bit is maybe not really having anyone that can challenge him in practice. Um, seeing that, you know, I'm going to get my minutes no matter what, because there's not a, not a guy on the floor that's going to take them away from me might be a thing that's, that's, that's happening for him. So, so for Gabe to come in and, and even just give like a solid contribution is enough to, to push him because I think in the second half, he came out with a lot more energy, Definitely. Um, didn't really finish, didn't really finish like solid on the sideline, but man, he, he just, I know we're talking about Gabe and I want to give him his, his praise, but yeah. Jalen Withers, the Clemson game, he just for 80% of the game was just in la la land. And it, it, most of the game today, he was pretty much there too, just standing and watching. Um, I'm not really sure I get it. No, I, I, it's been concerning. The past two games have been really concerning for me um, on that front. I, I just, I really don't quite understand. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's the fact that, that he, he is, he is very much a four. I don't know if maybe that's it. Yeah. And that that was the thing that was said to me, like after Clemson. And I hear that today because Moses writes like a, it looks like a fucking 30 year old out there, but after (laughs) against Clemson, like Amir Sims is your same height and he's got like 10 pounds on you, bro. Like I know he's a little bit more, I don't think he's more athletic. I I don't even, I don't even want to say that. Like, I know he's revered across the conference, like as a, as a high end guy, because he's a mere Sims, but 
it doesn't feel like a guy that should be able to just bully him. I no. don't know. Like I, I didn't buy that after Clemson. I think it was Mark Ennis that tweeted uh, one of the, you know, the more he watches Jalen Withers, the more he questions the fact that Jalen Johnson only had nine points against him. And <laughs> uh, I, I definitely agree with that. I, 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 that's a great point. You mentioned that there's no one really, cause no one really challenging him because it does feel like it's just kind of like a toughness thing. It's just, or like oh, yeah. an awareness thing or a reps thing so many times I feel like Jalen thinks he has the time to go up soft and he never and he doesn't Dude, the, the layup today in the first half wasn't even close like it, it, it's so odd to me I, I don't because he's such an athletic guy uh, you know mm-hmm. if you're talking about pure athletes on the team pound for pound he might be the best athlete on the team and right. so many times I feel like he's just putting up weak crap and and I, I'm so confused uh, I don't know. You're absolutely right. La La Land is a, is a great, uh, an apt comparison. And I think he had good energy to start the second half, but uh, you know, Mason still had like 11. I think he had 11 in the second half. Um, uh, he had eight. I apologize. And, you know, a big, you know, Gabe played a decent amount of that. So that's part of it, but it, it just something, something. I'm yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to, didn't want to turn that around on, on Gabe. Like it, it's great. Yeah, no, I, I get mean, what you're saying. He, I think he can kind of like uh, eventually, you know, his ceiling may be a guy that goes into that SBT row, which is nothing to be ashamed about. Um, I think he may even have a little bit more offensive game than him eventually. But today he was a, just a huge, you know, lumbering body out there that that come out and, and kind of muck up the game, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um <laughs> Any other thoughts? Uh, oh, one, one last thought about Georgia Tech before we, we preview the rest of this week and, and the men's team. Um, you, you shared it with me, the, the Georgia Tech ready to take over the rest, of, you know, ready to, <laughs> to claim Kentucky. Uh, what did they say? They said Yellow Jackets ready to take over Kentucky because, of course, they beat the Wildcats earlier this year. And um, <laughs> what, a, what, what, a, what a shot up there. Uh, what, really. a, what a thing for a Josh Pastner program to post. I'm actually, I'm actually going to head to that Instagram, right? I encourage everyone uh, who's listening to this podcast, I'm going to give you guys a second you know maybe just pause if you're driving don't do it while you're driving uh but just go to the you know go to the yellow jackets um you know instagram feed uh the, i think it's one of their their last few posts and 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 just laugh just hit hit them with the <laughs> ha-has um really, they, they, I, they, they, they posted on their story they posted the starting lineup and there was no other posts the rest of the game which is always <laughs> a funny thing for me uh it's um, still there it's still there there's only been seven posts so actually, okay. uh, and none of them are Joe. Okay. One of them is, oh, shout out for to the Beachmont barbershop, uh, Andrew <laughs> Beeler, the owner of the Beachmont barbershop, who's just dunking on these guys. Uh, so yeah. So if you're listening, go to, you know, at GT men's basketball, uh, it's just a guy in the, you know, a guy wearing a practice Jersey at the Yum center, uh, yellow jacks ready to take over Kentucky with sort of the, the, you know, the breathing out air out of your nose emoji. Uh, so, so hit that dunk on them. Um, I'm going to, uh, I think it's idea. 632 people have liked it. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you just dunked on them. Let's, let's do that together as a fan base. Before we move on to, uh, Syracuse, can I ask you what it's going to take for the Knicks to start a manual quickly? Is that just never going to happen? Or like, what does the man have to do? 
Um, we have we have monetary interest in this. Uh, uh, that's I, that's I, why I, think, I bring it up. But. Yeah, there's there's a, a a pretty big payday for us. We'll we'll start updating this as we move forward. I, I'm a little. I'm really concerned about the uh, the the Lamelo Ball situation. He's yeah. He's getting um, so much press. He's getting so much press. He started tonight uh, alone. I think because Terry Rogier was hurt, and the the whole NBA Twitter went wild. Like, man, we're gonna. Or I'm gonna have to call up somebody in in Charlotte and. Uh, you know, just, just, you know, maybe, maybe there's a, a kneecapping, you know, <laughs> a little, a, a little women's figure skating type rivalry business. Not right. that I, this is all a joke. It's all, it's all a prank, all a prank. Uh, but you know, I'd like to win this bet. <laughs> I'd like to yeah, win this bet because be nice. significant monetary interest for a very small investment, I might add. Sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, the Knicks are playing right now, and L. Ufford Payton, he's just he's really bad, man. That's that's the thing for me is like not even bets aside. Literally, as you mentioned it, Knicks thing to do is to literally, not start the guy that's like the best point guard in fifteen years. Like, well, what is I mean, going on? Uh, it's fourth fourth quarter quickly coming. It's right now. Is this is what people are saying? Um, <laughs> but anyway, Gabe, I had to get that out. There. No, I appreciate you doing that. It, it makes me upset. I actually, uh, I, I was trying to get a quickly. Uh, the 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 city jersey or like their like alternate jersey for this year has grown on me every time i see it i like it more the one that says the city never sleeps people were dunking mm-hmm. on it but i like it i'm sorry um i'm trying to get a quickly version of that jersey but they were like sold out they said oh we're not taking orders until march I'm like what okay uh so i might have to figure something out for that but anyway so yes louisville plays two more games this week chris um the biggest regular season week in recent Louisville basketball history. Um, Yeah. uh, They play Syracuse on Wednesday at Wednesday, kind of a quick turnaround, you know, less than 40 years. That's one thing I noted about, I meant to note about Georgia tech when we were talking about them, they kind of, they kind of had like a real short turnaround. Um, That's bothered. I've noticed that that's bothered teams more this year in COVID. I don't know. That's just something I'm yeah. noticing. And that's just completely anecdotal, but yeah. I mean, um, I think their turnaround was even kind of magnified because it was a day game and it was mm-hmm. also Florida state. Who's probably the most physical team in the conference. So, and, you know, all those things combined, it, it takes a lot out of you playing them. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so yeah, so Syracuse, they're 10 and five, uh, in the, you know, and, um, and four and four in the conference, uh, the, their only losses are to decent teams. So they have, they don't, I don't think they really have a bad loss this year. Uh, they lost at, they were handled quite, quite, quite handily, uh, by the Virginia Cavaliers on mo- uh, a week ago today. Uh, they lost 81 to 58, which is kind of the biggest eyebrow raiser, but they've lost to Rutgers, uh, Pittsburgh twice, which is kind of weird. And then at North Carolina, um, and then they get Louisville home. And I, Chris, we, we, we have had this conversation so many times The at Syracuse game, the lose, <laughs> lose very poorly to Syracuse and then beat them very handily, um, <laughs> at, uh, at the yum center. What, what are your, what are your inclinations here for this game? Uh, is this going to be another one of those games that we're all going to be super mad at this offense? Cause I'm worried. No, this is, be. this is, this is going to be a game that Louisville's going to whip Syracuse's ass. Honestly. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. You heard it here. Louisville by 15, 15 plus. 
That's wow. the way I feel now. Um, I don't even want to talk about Virginia. It could be Virginia by 15 plus, but we'll cross <laughs> that bridge when we get there. I have the inkling that today, Samuel Williamson having that performance, you couldn't have asked for a better thing to happen before Syracuse. I think if he has... 12, 13, 14 points against Syracuse that Louisville wins this game by double digits. Um, I, I know that we have talked about this all season about the at Syracuse game and how in the world could you imagine seeing Louisville winning up there? Um, but I don't know, man, this is, this is purely um, just a gut feeling. Um, but I, I think Louisville shows up in a big way up there on Wednesday. Um, but I think this, this is kind of the game, man. This is the game to, to answer a lot of stuff, you know, whether this team is more diverse on offense than just Carly Jones and David Johnson, because to beat Syracuse, you're going to have to be diverse on offense. Um, this is the game to kind of answer. Can you wipe this slate away from one of the losses? I think going two and one this week kind of takes the sting out of Clemson or Miami. You can Definitely. take your pick. Definitely. Obviously if they go three, and zero, it takes a sting out of both of them. Um, but you know, they win this game. They put themselves in position to, hover around that six seed line and then you're going kind of roller coaster downhill and you know anywhere from a three to a six is possible um obviously worse than the six is possible too but I'm, I'm speaking on the high end um so this is this is the game man um this is this is the game for louisville to to just you know you go out and win like it, 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 it's a season maker in my mind Definitely. Uh, I, it's, it's, it's one of those ones that's so tricky. I've, I've just, I've, I've gone into so many Syracuse games expecting a little bit of win and then just them get handily handled. Um, mm-hmm. Losing to the, to the zone is, is so freaking devastating because you know, it's coming and you know what you're coming to prepare for. Def, and dude, it just man. confounds teams. I, I'm trying to, I don't remember. Did, did Louisville win last year against Oh yeah, the end of the season twice. they had that 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 thirty-ish point win against Syracuse. They lost it at Syracuse. Yeah, no, no, no. They only played Syracuse once last year. Oh, okay. So they did win ninety to sixty-six at home last season. Um, seeing, I think that was one of the that was a big Joran Wara game. Uh, David Johnson didn't play super well. Oh, he had seven assists. Never mind. Uh, so Sutton there you was go. In the middle of the zone there. Yeah, so, Dwayne yeah. Sutton had sixteen points. Um, there you go. So, you know, we, we have the, the recipe for success here. It is, um, it is David Johnson distributing uh, Samuel Williamson or Dre Davis, you know, maybe I think sometimes is, is maybe going to play that role some um, in the middle, fig, you know, kind of figuring things out and, you know, maybe taking Jalen Withers on the short side, Jalen Withers on the short side. Um, I would love to see, Car- you know, Carly Jones sort of had a down game this year. We didn't, this, this, uh, this today. Um, so I'd love to see him, you know, maybe take a few more threes. We keep saying that, you know, you know the, there's going to be an opportunity there. I wonder if we, I don't think Lola's really played a team that's super zony yet this year. Yeah, I mean Georgia Tech was a, a different type of zone. They played one three one, but that was probably the first. Kentucky played a little bit of zone. Duke played a little bit of zone. Um, Duke probably played actually a lot of the zone. They're just not very good at it. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so no, no. I mean, not a lot. None. It, you really just don't see Syracuse until you see Syracuse. I, I think probably Completely. today was the closest. Like. 
comparison to it. Completely agree. Um, so we'll see. I, I, you know, I think the thing that Louisville's, no, 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 I mean, Louisville isn't losing this game, game. I'm telling you right now. They're, what, they're, concerns they're just, me, what concerns me, Chris, is that Syracuse is such a team, you know, they, they are very well distributed on offense. I mean, the last one they had against um, North Carolina state, they had five different players in double figures. And those are the teams that I think this little team kind of struggles against, uh, you know, not able to really, someone's going to break out. So uh, the, someone who isn't supposed to break out is going to break out. That's just what I'm, uh, uh, you know, used to with this team. Um, I do, you know, we were talking about kind of big men to big men. I, I think Dolezal, I would love to see Withers really bounce back. Dolezal isn't very good. To, if you ask it's a me. very interesting matchup, honestly. <laughs> uh, you know, he, you know, he doesn't really step out. It's not like he's Matthew Hurt. That's going to really burn, um, you know, burn Withers on the outside. And, um, you know, he, he, he just, he's an inside presence. He's finesse. Of course, you know, he's, he definitely got some hooks and, um, but isn't, isn't really, isn't, you know, he's only taken th- two threes this year and missed both of them. So it's not like you're worried about him being a perimeter threat, Buddy he Bayheim is, is, is going to, you know, I, I have a feeling that's going to be, uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, David Johnson, Buddy Bayheim guarding, which I'm kind of really excited for because I hate Buddy Bayheim just because he's Buddy Bayheim And yeah, it's, it's what's, I'm what's funny for. about the, the, the Buddy Bayheim thing is I was watching a little bit of the, uh, the Syracuse NC state. Cause I had a small wager on it and um, <laughs> he hits maybe at his second three of the game. And they were like, that's a good sign for Syracuse to see buddy Bayheim jumping out of his slump. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the perfect yeah, thing I, to say. I, that, I was going to say he's the game before the Louisville game. Right. Uh, I was going to say, he's not even, you know, he's, he's hit, he's shooting 29.2% from three, which is kind of wild. So if he's going to go for like, you know, last game he had he was uh four of eight from three so uh oh no he wasn't that's a, a that was the last game before that um no no he's one of five i don't know oh no that was the yeah four or five weird um or no, no, no. I'm, I'm super. It was four and eight. I, I clicked the wrong <laughs> one. I keep, I keep being wrong. That's a l- too many tabs open. Too many, too many Syracuse tabs. It's just a box score from, from Ken Palm right now. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, hey, I, so I can just, I can just foresee the buddy Bayheim 24 point effort. And it just, I can right. see it in my mind. Just him just unconscious from three over, 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 uh, DJ's like big arm in his face. So that's going to be fun. I'm really excited for that. But yes, I just, I, I'm not asking for this Louisville team to score 80 points against the Syracuse. So, but I just want some sense, some absolute sense of, of, uh, of, offense and, and movement. And they were able to do that. They were able to, to, to figure things out against his own. And, and I think Chris Mack, knowing that he had that extra time, I'm sure he focused, he was able to focus on both zones and you know, they were coaching that. So very interested to see how that goes. Yeah. I mean, last year was the whole Denny crumb thing where it was like the Denny crumb advice and they come out and win by like 26. So maybe we'll, uh, rekindle some of that again this year so definitely oh uh, just this just came through uh florida state's um game tomorrow against boston college oh boston college is off 
as is Florida State's next three games, the COVID the program will go on pause due to COVID nineteen positives. Florida um, State is or Boston yeah, Florida College? State because Boston College had that situation where they're coming off yeah. COVID and they only had four scholarship players. Um, I'm only mentioning this because Florida State, That's as we news. mentioned, well, Florida State also played Georgia Tech. Um, two days ago. So hopefully that's not an issue. Something, something to keep an eye on. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't no love kidding. the closeness of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, Boston college only had like six players available. So that game probably needed to be canceled. Anyway. No, it needed to be canceled. They were going to play kids from the scout team. They said everyone was talking about it and complaining about it. So yeah. Uh, any, I know we didn't really want to talk about UVA, but um, any, any UVA thoughts? Nope. <laughs> no thoughts on it. It's usually on mean, the road, so I'm not really expecting much, but <sighs> there's nothing I, I want to say about that game whatsoever. What a like, weird just, loss to flip Virginia Tech. What a weird weird loss. Good luck explaining that one to me. Yeah, I think like like I think you need spot up shooters to beat that Virginia team. Mm-hmm. Um, and unless, I mean, David Johnson obviously hit the six threes today. So, you know, if that, that happens, then mobile has a chance, but I'm not going to bank on David Johnson hitting six or five or six threes. I'm not going to bank on anyone on this team, um, being a consistent three point shooter. But you know, if that happens, mobile has a chance. If not, they'll, they'll get me about 12, 13 points and we'll move on. That's what will happen. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'd love to win that game, but I, has Mac won at Virginia? No, right? No, that the, the game last year was at home that they won. But they play him twice every year, don't they? Yeah. So the so he's one and three against them. Yeah, they won that last game by three points. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about. I, I do think like that. That why you're mentioning that that defense is a lot more susceptible than it has been in the past. Um, but they're making everything, dude. Like, and it's just like everything they throw up, whether it's the Hauser, um, it, it's it, it's anybody. They're just scoring at a ridiculous rate, like efficiency wise. Obviously, like the the points per game don't like mind blow right. you, but that's because right. they take like twenty five seconds on a on a possession. Yeah, no, to, I'm, to get I'm a looking at that. They are they are literally. So I think they're last. They're last in the NCAA in average possess- possession length for offense. Yeah. They're, they're last in adjusted tempo. Um, I, my concern for Virginia is just the fact that this Louisville team makes a lot of small mistakes mm-hmm. and they, they find ways to make up for them. But a team like Virginia is just, that's just not something you can do. And, um, sure. and I think when you're talking about, you know, three young guys on, you know, you know, you're playing two freshmen pretty much at all times um, and then two sophomores and, you know, I can just see, I can just see Kia Clark just like, holding you know just just getting around carly jones over and over and over and getting away with fouls on defense because uh, that's just what he does <laughs> um that's that that's going to be annoying i'm not excited for it uh let's talk about the women's basketball team real quick who just you know as we mentioned just lost to number four nc state 74 to 60 um chris i know we both watched this one what you know what what 
what was your kind of feedback from this one? And and do you think it's sort of representative of the future? I, I kind of, I didn't realize Louisville hadn't lost to NC state in like three years. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It seemed like for a, a big portion of that game that NC state was the aggressor and Louisville just kind of definitely let it go by. I don't know. felt like to me that Louisville just needed that game. I'm never going to say you need a loss, but man, that the past few weeks, obviously, you know, me and you don't keep up with, with women's basketball like like some others but i know they've had a lot of close battles since yes they had they have. The, especially the, since the going number, number one yeah yeah Which they had the really had good game against ranking. their last game was against north carolina who i know isn't isn't that good um but they were pretty you know pretty explosive against them and then i think wake forest was the game before and they it came down to that last possession if i recall um yikes yeah so it, yeah i don't know when i watched it, it it just seemed like nc state was like you know we want this shit we're going to be aggressive as hell and i don't know Louisville just didn't match that energy to me nc state's really good they've they've beaten another number one team which they, they mentioned at ad nauseum during during this game um yeah uh, earlier i think earlier i think it was south carolina earlier this year um you know, just looking at the stats, you know, Haley Van Lith only had six points. Dana, they, Louisville scores 60 points and 29 are from Dana Evans. Like you just, you just, like she's incredible, but you, so nobody was there to help her. Van Lith missed uh, quite a few shots. I, it, it was the first I, I've watched, I think I've watched four games now and Van Lith has never looked like a freshman to me. And she very much looked like a freshman today. Um, Cochran, who who uh, who's who plays down low, also sort of um, struggled some. I think she's their other their their main freshman. Um, just you know, not ideal. And, and they were Louisville in general. They shot forty two point one percent from three, but it felt like I don't know. It felt like they they missed a lot of opportunities. They got a lot of. They were close. I think at two different points, they were then within one possession. And then the defense just never held up for those, those opportunities um, when they were kind of right. in the half court, they were really good in stopping and transition and, and pressing. And it was clearly getting to North, you know, North Carolina state. Um, but they never, uh, they, they never were able to fully capitalize on, on, on any of those runs and uh, it kind of did them in. Uh, but they're really good. And, uh, you know, North Carolina state, um, it's not like it's, it's a bad loss. We're not talking about, you know, not talking about Miami or Clemson here, you know, they're, they're going to be a top five at worst top 10 team for the rest, the rest of the season. So uh, I think Louisville definitely is going to be, uh, you know, something to watch and um, hopefully they, they can continue through this year, uh, you know, and, and and figure things out. The only concern you have is just that um, not going to be many other opportunities to, to beat top level teams. And if it comes to a tie between, you know, if they don't play the ACC tournament, kind of weird, you know, then NC state sort of has that tiebreaker over them. And now they have the same conference record. And that's the only concern I think I'd have if I was, uh, if, if I was Chris, uh, or uh, Jeff Walls right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it puts a lot of pressure for them to to kind of go down the stretch and and win, win every game. You know, win, yeah, I mean, basically win every game to lock up that one seed. So. But you're right. You're talking about you know when you're talking about undefeated teams, sometimes they just need a loss, and they they they'd gotten out of uh, you know squeaky bum. They looked like they looked like they needed it for yeah. the majority <laughs> of that game to me. Uh, that's that's the way it felt to me anyway. Streaks can weigh on people going undefeated can weigh on people and obviously it's something that's happened several times in women's college basketball but i just don't think louisville's that low that caliber of a team that they, that they can 
they can be that yet. You know, they're not, they're, they're not UConn. It just basically gets the top five people every year. Um, but yeah, definitely keep, we'll, we'll, we'll keep following them and, and, and reporting on them when big things happen. Uh, Chris, Any thoughts on, uh, I, I know you're going to switch to football for a second, but I no, didn't please. ask you because you, you mentioned the ACC tournament. I did see something came out today that the ACC tournament, you know, as from the man's perspective is a go, um, so far. Um, like, I, I don't know who the comments came from exactly, but I know it was addressed today that, uh, the ACC tournament, they're planning on having it. Do you have any thoughts on that? I, I just, I don't think, I don't know. I don't think Louisville should, <laughs> I don't think Louisville should go if they're confirmed. Dude, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm what it is, what benefits it. And the fact that unless they're on the bubble, there's just no point in me. And what a, what a blow that would be to the, to the conference tournaments, man. What yeah, a just so, just imagine if if teams like uh, let's say Georgia Tech, Clemson, Miami, Boston College, Wake Forest, um, maybe Virginia Tech. Um, I'm trying to think Notre Dame. Like that would be kind of the only teams that because Louisville. I mean, maybe Duke, maybe Duke, maybe Duke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but North Carolina, Louisville, Virginia, Florida State. Um, and honestly, at this point, I said Virginia Tech, but I don't think they'd bother showing up. So you're gonna you're gonna have a bunch of, you know, bubbleish NCAA tournament teams going to a conference tournament competing for a bid. That doesn't seem right either. Like you want to know something uh, funny? I, I want to bet you. I, not not that I want to bet you, but I just I just Coach K after complaining about the season. How like there's no way oh, Duke's not showing up. There's no way Duke's not showing up though. Yeah. Like, you know, Coach K is going to be like, oh, like, if you're going to be in this conference, you show up to the conference tournament, blah, 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 blah. Well, they just, they just lost to Miami tonight. So they're definitely showing up. <sighs> yeah. That'll but be yeah, that, that'll be funny, man. Um, if, if we're going to have. I can't wait to see or, who doesn't show up to once. Like, if you're Drake, man, Drake shouldn't show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Drake shouldn't show up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what are they, 16, 16 and 0 now, I guess? <laughs> They're ranked. I know that. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, okay, yeah, let's... I just, I just wanted to get your opinion. On no, that. no, I'm glad you did. I, that's going to be really interesting to me. And, you know, as I mentioned, uh, I, what an interesting thing for a conference tournament going, going forward. Um, I don't know. Be, I, I was talking with some friends about, like, going to a, a conference tournament next... I think the, the tournament's in... Um, Brooklyn next year again, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah. What if we? What if we went? What if we? What if we had a good time? You know, went to the went to the <laughs> ACC tournament. It's like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I'm like not interested in going to the ACC tournament. I don't like, know. I, I wish I would have gone to the to the Big East tournament. Yeah. Totally. But um. Well, I've, the ACC I've tournament been, hasn't reached that level for me in terms of. I've just like, been thinking. I've just been thinking a lot in the last week about things that are, you know, going to stay the way they are post COVID. And obviously, you know, you have those conversations about what you do in offices and just business structures. And those are probably things that are going to be looked at, but I've been thinking from a sports perspective, you know, if there's going to be anything that, that changes and man, I, I, 
I could see conference tournaments becoming something different. I could see the way that we award the automatic bid becoming something different. That would, that would be so fun. Like, I don't know. It, it's something I, I, I've thought about because I, I thought about like, you know, our athletes going to have the same access to the general public after COVID. Are we going to look at that and be like, you know, maybe these multi-billion dollar people shouldn't be having autograph sessions anymore to the general <laughs> public because it, it kind of puts some, you know, threatens their livelihood. But yeah, I've just been thinking a lot of that stuff. So it's a, it's another one of those things. It'll be interesting. It'll, it'll be interesting for sure. Um, let's wrap this thing up with uh, a Louisville football uh, kind of spiel. I, the, the football Cardinals uh, released their 2021 schedule on, uh, on the 28th, which I think was Thursday of last week. I don't have a ton to say, Chris, but I, I feel like we need to give our gut reactions. How many wins? I, I, I'm get, I have. The, do you have the schedule in front of you? I'll go through the schedule real quick if, if you don't have it in front of you. I, uh, I, I don't, but I can already tell you my what okay, I. Okay, well, let I, me let me I go saw. through the schedule real quick, and you tell me win or loss. We're gonna do this. <laughs> okay, well, we'll just we'll just do it Bill that Simmons way. Bill Simmons style. Yeah. Um, <laughs> September 6th, I legit forgot that this was happening. The Chick-fil-A kickoff game in Atlanta versus Old Miss. Win or loss, Chris? I'll say win. You'll say win, Chris? Yep. I 100% <laughs> saying loss. Okay, no, that's that's, that's fine. I, I, I get why. Um, I, I think uh, the best attribute of the last three years has been the growth of the defense. Um, and if you're going to have one game where your defense shows up, um, I think it'll be okay. that game against an Ole Miss team that is predicated on their offense just running wild and not really doing anything on the other they side. Do, the they do have very, very bad defense. I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Link, if in – that yeah, would be funny. I, I, It'd be funny. I think, Lane Kiffin. I, 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 think I see that more Lane than Kiffin, I did. I think there'll be Lane Kiffin regression in 2021. That's my, that's my, that's thought. a good bet. I, I, I can, I can understand it. Uh, September the 11th versus Eastern Kentucky at home. <laughs> I'll pick a win there. That's a win. That's uh, a win, Chris. September the 17th. It's a Friday against central Florida, who is now without a coach. I'll just say loss because it feels like a game that Louisville would lose if they started the season two at home. Um, you know, I know nothing about Central Florida at the moment, but it just feels like a game. I'm going to go win because I've heard, I've seen so many people say, or so many transfers, the ton of people transferring out. Oh yeah, I, yeah. They they just lost their starting like guard to wrestling. He's becoming yeah, okay, a professional well, wrestler. So maybe, maybe that is something. Um, uh, he's like, would... yeah, which is wild. Um, September the 25th, the first ACC game at Florida State in tally. What do you got? Loss. Okay, so you're, you've got them at two and two. I also will have a loss. So we both have them at two and two You know, after this first week of ACC play. Uh, October 2nd at Wake Forest, Chris. Um, that right there is kind of the game that I think would – you know, determine whether, whether, where the season goes, I will say that Louisville squeaks out a win. Um, but I'm, I'm going to say loss. Uh, it's really, really a 50, 50 game. I'm going to say um, loss. And for the exact reason that you mentioned, it's a 50, 50 game. And frankly, after this season, 
I just, I, I don't feel like I need to give any benefit of the doubt to this Louisville team in, in terms of, <laughs> of, of how they, you know, how they do that. Um, yeah. So, so I'm at three and two, you have my two and three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, versus Virginia, October the 9th. I'll say lost. Okay. I'm also I going admit. to say loss. I, I, okay. I don't know what the Virginia situation is. I feel like they're always better than they, they should be. I, yeah, I, this that's, is, that's basically, that's basically where uh, I'm at with you. Okay. Too. Louisville gets a bye week and then they play at home against Boston college. What you got? Another one of those, man, like come off a bye week. Uh, this is the game that you can envision Scott Satterfield seeing some heat. Um, if, if it starts out the way you envision it, I'll say they win. Can I'm going to say they win as well. I think after a bye, Satterfield's been decent enough. Uh, that's good. Uh, at NC State, uh, October 30th, right before Halloween. Mm, that's a tough one. I'll say loss. I'm going to say loss. That I've always been impressed. Great. I've always been impressed by the environments at NC State. Um, so especially that feels like it's going to be a big game for them. Um, November the 6th at Clemson versus Clemson. We're both picking a loss there. I'm guessing, um, November the 13th versus Syracuse at home. Um, I'll say win. I'm saying win. I'm saying win as well. November the 18th, a Thursday night at Duke blue devils. Dude, I don't know anything about that Duke team. <laughs> Neither do I. Neither <laughs> to be, do I. To be honest with Neither you. Neither do I, but we need um, a win or a loss. I'll, I'll say they win. That gets them to six and four on me. So, yeah. I'm going I'll, loss. And I'll then say they get the win there. November the 27th versus Kentucky, what you got? I'll say loss. I'm six saying loss five. as well. So, so you six. have three wins, right? <laughs> I have four wins, Chris. Four and eight. You have four wins. Okay, and I have six and five. <laughs> I think just and and sort of what I mentioned, Chris. Four four and A would be, it would certainly be entertaining. It would be good. It would it wouldn't be good for us, but my goodness, it would give us some stuff to talk about, wouldn't it? So my question, Chris, is what is the record where you can? What, what is what is the line of success? What is the line of 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 Scott Satterfield getting his his buddy back to Boone? Oh, I think he has to win <laughs> seven games this year. Really. That's a yeah, lot of games. I I, I think six wins. I, I think he position. I think he gets away with it if he goes five. If he goes five or six, I think he gets away with it. Dude, I don't think he gets away with it if he goes five. I it, it just you know, especially now that he's lost are, a lot of. Are you a lot saying of like when we say get away with it? What do you what do you mean from the fan perspective? Or are we legitimately talking about him getting fired? Because him, I I don't know what the what the financial situation for Lowell is going to look like post COVID, so that could delay things. Uh, it's not great, but it's not. My understanding I, is it's not great. So 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 <laughs> the, the the firing thing may be delayed, you know, another year, regardless if it's warranted or not. Um, but I think five and seven, and this fan base is booing him at Papa John's Cardinal Stadium, honestly. Or I said Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. That was a very bad error on my, if, my so so my, my if we're looking at my record, Chris, I have him he starts two and one after three and then loses three in a row. Then after he loses after he's at four or two and four, 
after uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, after Virginia on the twin on the ninth, and then he comes into that Boston College game. He might be playing. He might be coaching for his career there. And that's that Boston College game's at home. What month is that? On October the twenty third. It's a home okay, game so after that, a bye. That's, that's a 50, 50 degree game where it's raining and it's a noon kick. <laughs> and that, that's that's Louisville winning. That's that, that's Louisville either winning or losing on a last second play. Oh, it's a, it's an ugly win. That's an ugly. It, 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 yeah. If there's anything I know about that win, it's it's by maybe ten points just because it's a little. But it was close. It was closer than it should have. Yeah, been. It's, 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 it, 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 it's like seven. To three there's that. there's three fumbles there's uh <laughs> you know all that shit so um yeah we'll we'll see how that goes but i'm glad we Dude, i'm glad we had this my god this year is gonna be so entertaining right oh man this is a good segment um i don't know the defense i mean i will say they didn't really lose a ton on defense in terms of coaching man and that's good news for me if you ask me um yeah. i saw the uh bill conley put out his production like returning production and i didn't bother to read on how he quantified that but i know that both louisville and kentucky were kind of in the uh low end of returning production i think louisville had 65 percent returning production and like kentucky had 62 percent and that was surprisingly no overall and i thought that was kind of that sounded to me like a high number but it was it was in the low hundreds of, yeah. of returning production for most teams. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm about to tell myself here, but I don't have an ESPN plus uh, subscription, <laughs> so I can't pull up that, uh, that article for you or I would um, <laughs> definitely tell myself there. Uh, I, I need to rearrange my subscriptions. People don't, don't, don't get mad. Um, Shout out, shout out to the moon crew and all the people I, I subscribe to that I probably don't need to spend money subscribing to. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Anything else we got for, for, for this time, Chris? Liverpool's fixed, man. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the lads. Lads, Liverpool. They're, they're, the offensive is back. Uh, that's, it was quite enjoyable. The, the Knicks just lost to the Bulls. Um, which they, they, it seems like Tibbs is mad about it, but you know what? Stealth tank, man. Uh, so it's a very, very next game to lose. Stealth, that, stealth tank. Teams, I, don't, so. I don't. We've got um, the Mavs are, are are pretty trash right now, so it's looking like the Knicks could get two lottery picks, which would just be fantastic. I just I would enjoy the hell out of that. Um, I think that's about it, Chris. This has been fun. Yeah, it's good, man. We will be back later this week. We're going to do a short pod, I think, after the Syracuse game. Uh, just kind of recap that and, and preview Virginia, which will definitely be a game that will happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening in. Uh, appreciate you as always. Uh, and see you next time. Go Cards.